Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Navy Football. I am Bill Wagner. I've been with the Capital Gazette newspapers for 32 years, covering Navy football for the bulk of that time. I'm joined by two of the greatest players in the triple option era of Navy football, fullback Eric Catani, quarterback Keenan Reynolds, both of whom played in the NFL. Guys, we're previewing the Navy-Houston game. We talked last week about what's going on with the program. We don't need to rehash all of the situation with Ivan Jasper being fired, rehired. We got to move forward. And as Coach Ken Niamatolo said, got to get a win, period, end of story. If there's any program in America that needs to get a win, it's Navy football. And this is a hard ask at Houston, a program that has really six times there has been American Athletic Conference matchups between Navy and Houston and Navy's two and four. Houston scores a lot of points. Hey, Chris, I don't know if you're going to be doing any betting this weekend, but um, I was somewhat surprised, although maybe not because of Navy's struggles. But wow, what is this spread that Houston is favored over Navy by what, Chris? Right now it's uh, 20 points. So Navy's a 20-point dog to Houston. Wow. Wow. That That's pretty serious. And what is our uh, – what's the over-under? 48 and a half points. Well, talking about that allows me to talk about one of my favorite topics. Uh, Bet Online is our sponsor each week of this podcast. And we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL 100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Keenan, you are at the front end of the Navy Houston series. And if I am correct, in 2015, Navy and Houston were playing around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. for the right to win the West Division and represent the West in the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Navy did not win. What do you remember of that game? Yeah, so a uh, huge game, obviously. Um, you know, I think we had all the confidence in the world going in that game that we were going to end up in the championship game, and I didn't think we were going to lose either. And uh, I think it was Temple maybe they played or somebody. We weren't going to lose. Uh, but going into this Houston game, um, we, you know, we game plan like we normally do. Um, we – really didn't know what they're going to play. We kind of focused on like an odd front, uh, I think was what we mainly practiced that week. Then we get down to Houston and uh, we, we always go to the stadium and do uh, do a bit of uh, like, you know, walkthrough or whatever. One of the equipment uh, assistants is like jogging around and comes across a practice script from Houston. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling the story, but I'm telling you. Anyway. <laughs> comes across a practice script from like Houston's practice. Keep going. Let's go. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, tell yeah, this story, I, brother. I know, uh, I, know exa- I know exactly where this is going. So 
we get to we can see we get some like basically we get some data that's that says like everything that we've been prepping is like completely false like we had it, it was so wrong it, completely different yeah. defense and it was a defense, defense right. <laughs> no it, it wasn't it ended up being Triple an off front but it was it was like a it was like a bear robber so they had a nose two three techniques oh. two defensive ends and then they had um their their secondary one my like one backer and then a backer behind him there was like a safety like a um, rover like a rover and he was just yeah. running to the ball so we were literally trying to like redevelop our game plan the night before so we really struggled running the ball that uh that week and we had to throw the ball a lot. I think I had almost like 300 yards or something passing. I remember that. Yep. And anytime I throw, anytime a Navy quarterback throws 300 yards, it's it's not going to be a win. <laughs> so uh, fast forward to 2016. I guess the AAC thought that the Houston defense was the answer to the triple option. I, so, I remember that. Everybody's so, like, oh, Houston figured it out. Yeah. So, but but they what they don't realize about our coaching staff is they're gonna they spent the entire offseason coming up with a plan to counteract that that defense. So Houston comes in the next year, 2016 at Navy, tries to run the same defense, and we run up and down the field on them. Now, obviously, we had a hard time stopping. Uh, I think Greg was still there at quarterback. Um, like Greg Ward. Greg Ward had a hard time stopping him, and he's in the NFL, and they have a hard time stopping him there as well. So you know, do you know, warranted that it was tough, but. Uh, that and so the re, one of the reasons why the 2016 team, as good as they were on offense, all these AAC teams tried to run a plan that we had the answer to. So everybody comes out in this Houston defense, and there's in 2016 just running up and down the field. Will's having a career year. Fully believe he probably would have broke my single season rushing record the way he was playing that year until he got hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's just a quick background on what kind of started that that run in the AAC that we had. Um, so I think, you know, going forward, they'll probably, they'll probably have a pretty clear idea. There's a brand new coaching staff there, obviously, but they'll have a clear idea of what kind of plan they're going to run. It's just by execution. I mean, we say this week in and week out, like what's it going to take to be successful in offense? The formula hasn't changed. The plan ain't changed. There is no magic pixie dust that we could sprinkle on our players before Saturday's game. It's always been the same. It's been the same since they went to camp. It's just a matter of, Who's going to go out there and make a play and who's going to make more plays than the other team. And that's the team that's going to win. So really, I think it's gut check time. I think it's, you know, what are you made of? Like, who are you as men? What kind of pride do you have? I think that's the cha- my challenge to the Navy team is show me what you made of. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to respond? You got all these distractions, all this extra off the field BS. How are you going to respond? That's going to show me a lot. So whatever team shows up Saturday, that's going to show me what, what, what the character of that team is. So, Eric, the series since Houston and Navy have both been in the American Athletic Conference, it's two and four. And Navy's two wins were 46 to 40 in Annapolis. And then in 2019, Navy beat Houston 56 to 41. And there has not been a low scoring game in this series other than 2017 when Houston beat Navy 24 to 14. So, it kind of says Navy's got to outscore Houston to win. And right now the offense is not looking good. Yeah. We're struggling. We're, we're struggling. And, you know, and Vegas says over under is what, what Chris 48. 
you know, that, that means it's not going to be a high-scoring game on, you know, one side or both sides or if defense are going to show up. But it's amazing at, you know, our defense needs to, you know, get pressure, you know, make those coverage sacks as well. If those DBs can cover and those safeties can cover those spots, um, it's going to be tough, tough game for Navy. But, you know, as Keenan says, you know, this is a must win, and we got a bye week, time, extra time to repair, extra time for the guys to, you know, get healthy. I know we had a lot of injuries last or two weeks ago, and, you know, so it's going to be a very, very interesting, you know, ball game. You know, my question is, and, and this is what I'm hearing you talk, Eric, about Houston throwing the ball. I just – my mind went back to Marshall, and it went back to how they were shredding us in the secondary. Um, they had pretty much whatever they wanted in the passing game. And that, that, that brings a little bit of concern for me from my, from my perspective uh, about this Houston team, who I think is probably better, better athletes, better coached, better offensive minded coach, maybe with Dana Hogerson. Um, uh, we, we know what he did at West Virginia with, with, with the athletes that he had. So, you know, I think, yeah. So I, I think it's going to take, uh, I, I would love to see this. I think this is the game where uh, we see that kind of exotic defense that Coach Newberry kind of bursted on the scene in, in, in 2019 with. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I kind of have I, to, you know, especially with the, yeah. some injuries we have and the players need to move and, you know, yeah. make that quarterback, you know, figure it out, right? If you look at the yeah. – uh, yeah, I think our two, start, two starting safeties both out. Um, yeah, corners here, some D-tackles, D DNs are a little banged up. But, you know, look at, like, you know, the best minds in the football game, Coach Belichick. When he, yeah. plays, when he goes against rookie quarterbacks – I think it's like 30 and three against those guys. You know, he makes those quarterbacks think, which, you know, as a rookie, it's hard to think of that skill level. So if our defense coordinator can do that to Houston, you know, that gives us an opportunity to expose them. Yeah. And I, I think it just comes down to confidence in like, you know, can we execute these these different looks? You know what I'm saying? Because you can do all the the exotic pressures, the exotic fronts, the disguised coverages, but if you can't execute them, it's much like uh, offensively, like you can have some crazy looks, you can get in the gun, you can have some interesting patterns that you that you put out. But if your quarterback can't make the throws, it doesn't really matter how good your scheme is. So I think ultimately it just it's going to boil down to the players. I, I'm putting this one on the players this week. I'm putting a challenge on the players. I, I don't. I know we have more than capable coaches with more than capable scheme, but what are the players going to do? I agree with Keenan and uh. The quarterback for Houston, Clayton Toon, he's pretty darn good. Uh, Navy's seen him twice. Uh, two years ago when Navy won, it was still a high-scoring game. I mean, my goodness, 56-41. Toon was pretty good. Navy did pick him off three times, which has helped. But last year, Clayton Toon picked apart the Navy defense. Toon apparently has a hamstring injury. He left the grambling game. We don't know what's his situation. Dana Holgerson, the head coach, says he's going to be okay. He'll play against Navy. Brian Newberry, the defense coordinator for Navy, said we're preparing for Clayton Toon. But here's my question. How do you stop this passing attack? I mean, is it – you got to get to the quarterback. Pressure. That's, 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 or you, you got to hold be. the ball and not let him have the ball, right? That That as well. That too. You, yeah. need to put, you need to put together, you know, 15 play, 75 yard, seven minute drives that end in touchdowns. That's demoralizing. That's the that's the best remedy um, against type that prolific type of offense is 
excuse me, ball control offense. And then on the defensive side, I think they have to get to that guy, especially with a hamstring. Um, I think that that is even more incentive to to make him uncomfortable, make him have to move and, and test how, how healthy are you? Can you get outside of the pocket? Can you throw on the right? I mean, people don't realize as a quarterback, yeah, he may not be, you know, Greg Ward, but they don't realize how much it takes um, throwing a ball is a lot. It's all your legs. It's all legs and core. So if you're one of your you know strongest muscles in your body is is below you know full strength, that's going to affect the velocity that you can put on the ball. That's going to affect depending on if it's left or right, Hammy. If it's lefty, say that. and he's which, and he's a right-handed quarterback, yeah. If it's lefty and he's a right, he's a right-handed quarterback stepping into the ball, it's yeah. going to be really hard. So you know maybe what if he's getting pressure and he's you know. He's under he's under duress all day. Maybe he short arms some throws. Maybe you know skips some ones in the dirt. I mean, those are things that you have to think about. Um, you know, from high level strategy area. Uh, but I, also, I think Keenan, if you want to think about high level stuff, you know, I had a, I had a hamstring issue when I was with the Patriots and the special coach goes Spencer's about for thirty years. He's like, oh hamstring. He goes, you always have that rest of your career. And I'm like, ah, you know, you're, you're full of the coach. Yeah, he's right. Every person yeah. with a hamstring issue, that muscle is just so sensitive after you pull it and especially pull it bad so you know that's something we can't expose let's go to our alumni spotlight we are joined tonight by sean williams he was the defensive captain of the 2018 navy football team two-time american athletic conference all american athletic conference selection outstanding safety outstanding team leader number one sean why don't you talk about your time playing for Navy football. You had some really good seasons, some a lot of success. What is your memories of playing for Navy football? Um, most of my memories are just uh, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of uh, character building. Uh, I was about to say I, I learned a lot from the, from the group of guys that I was around, and I was uh, able to develop as a person as much as I was able to enjoy the sport, you know, playing it on Saturdays and and competing throughout the week. That's that's what I remember the most. What have you been doing since you graduated from the academy, Sean? So when I graduated in 2019, I was uh, actually, I graduated as a, a supply corps officer. And then uh, my first stint was with the Naval Academy Prep School as a support and logistics officer. And there I uh, supported the operation. And then uh, in my free time, I coached the Naval Academy's prep school team. And then after that, I went to the supply school for about six months. And since then, I've been attached to the Gerald Ford. So there I've been uh, a dispersing officer and a hotel services officer in the supply division. I mean, the supply department on the Gerald R. Ford. So the Gerald R. Ford is based out of Norfolk, Virginia. What, have, what deployments have you done, Sean? Oh, I can't speak to too much of you know the details of what we've done, but I haven't done any deployments technically we've just been in a, a a qualification cycle in the past like 18 months and uh it means like we've been in a schedule that's about a month out two weeks in or a month out three weeks in it's very very busy for the last 18 months and we just completed our full ship shock trials where we test the uh fortitude of this ship based on uh explosions uh, out in the Atlantic, so that was a that was an experience in itself. So it's about two hundred plus sea days under my belt. You know, no deployment though technically. So very busy, very uh, very experienced sea legs right here. 
Well, I did do my Google research and I understand it's a nuclear powered ship. It's a the newest class of aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was interesting. It doesn't they had Nimitz class. X, what what is this class called? It didn't say. Well, the coin term for this class is the first in class. So they call it the Ford class carrier, you know, coined after Gerald R. Ford. You know I mean? OK, now you have also still pursuing pro football. You're an outstanding player, two time all American athletic conference player, an outstanding safety, uh, played a lot of football at Navy. And I know you are a pro prospect coming out of the Naval Academy and you still have that dream. And you got a tryout with the New England Patriots. Tell us how that happened and tell us about the tryout. I know they did not sign you, but when you and I talked, you said that you felt you performed pretty well. Um, what was interesting about that situation was uh, I was actually supposed to go to Navy to go back to the pro day, you know, back in April. And then uh, unfortunately I was close contacted for COVID, you know, you know, um, all appreciation to the fact that I tested negative during that, but I was quarantined for two weeks, so I couldn't go to Navy. So, you know, I, I was doing my research and trying to search for opportunity and I caught something in June, which was the uh, American National Combine, the ANC Combine which normally fuels the uh, development leagues or like the spring league or the XFL at the time when it was popular. And uh, I gave a performance there that was, uh, it, it beat most of my numbers from the pro day that I did in 2018. So uh, apparently, I guess a scout from the New England Patriots, I think who was on the Cleveland Browns at the time that I was graduating, caught wind of it, you know, saw the video and, the, and thankfully decided to give me an opportunity and uh, that's how it rolled from there, as, as I make sense of it. Um, when I was there, I was and a half off of coming back from out to sea. So I was trying to make the best of what I do. And, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So you always play the cards that you're dealt. I did my best, but, I, you know, as, as a result, I could have done more is what I would say. Not that I wasn't ready. I could have done more, um, you know. They didn't, they didn't, I guess they didn't like me from then, you know, I, I didn't take it as a discouraging moment, but that it got my foot in the door and I definitely didn't di disgrace my name by any means. I feel like I performed well, but I wasn't as fresh as I would say. So, you know, as a, it was a step forward for me in a, in a place that I was beforehand, before I had got the opportunity and that's what I see it as. So the role still continues and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that they caught wind of the of the performance that I put on in June before they had called me and gave me a call. So, Well, and you told me you're not done. You're going to keep pursuing this dream of yours and talk a little bit about what you've had to do to stay in shape. You told me that you're, you're on the aircraft carrier. You're down in the storeroom trying to do workouts. You're out on the flight deck running, kind of talk about what it's like. And Eric Catani, <laughs> We were off camera and he was kind of telling his own experiences of very similar trying to stay in shape while serving yeah so so i guess anybody that's a service member you know in the navy that's trying to stay in shape whether they're doing it for their you know own health or they have you know bodybuilding goals you know it's tough guys are out to see you know two three weeks months at a time so depending on what platform you're on, you use all the resources that are available to you. And, you know, as we were talking before, I was like, 
I'm lucky and thankful that I was on a carrier, but you know, the discipline is also a factor in that, you know, waking up every morning, uh, whether it's before the day gets started, you know, you know, on a treadmill or I, thankfully I had some uh, associates out there with me that I, I was able to meet along the way, you know, working out 5 a.m. beforehand, going throughout the workday, whether I catch it out at lunch, you know, or after the workday in a storeroom because there's COVID ramifications on the line. And, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, I was out to see 200 plus days out of the past year during COVID time. So every opportunity where there wasn't, you know, flight operations going on on the flight deck or I got a moment of downtime to get to a storeroom, hit a heavy bag, you know, get after some dumbbells, do some plyometric things, some balance things while the ship was rocking. I tried to take advantage of it and I, and I, and I wanted to stay consistent at it. You know, you, you are what you, you can do. So I wanted to make sure my body was able to do everything possible and I would do everything possible with the schedule that I was given. So Keenan Reynolds in 2015, you're a senior superstar. You are the big man on campus. Um, did you deign to speak to Sean Williams when he was just a lowly plebe? Absolutely not. He's from the volunteers. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said he was a Tennessee You laid that one up too well for me, Bill. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you know, Sean obviously – had a great career at Navy and, you know, he was, he was making plays as a freshman and, you know, obviously I felt like just hearing him tell a story about what he's been through and what he's, you know, gone about in getting, trying to get back into the league. I think he got the shorter than a stick coming out. Um, and, you know, I think me and Eric kind of touched on our thoughts on the, uh, on the policy a couple pods back, but, you know, I, I certainly think he's a young man that that deserves the opportunity, and I'm glad that he at least got into the workout and really gets to see like what it's like to be around in and around an NFL organization. Because it's one thing to do pro days, it's one thing to do like workouts in Navy, but to actually go in the building, see how they work their players out, you know, what they what techniques they they expect to see, um, is definitely a, a really good experience. And you know, I had my fair share of workouts, so I understand how that go. I understand, you know not really knowing what's going to happen post-workout. Are you? Are they going to sign you? Are they going to tell you, hey, we, we liked you, but, uh, you know, we'll be in touch if we need you? And you're just kind of like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> what kind of feedback is that? Like, you don't know if you did good, great. You know, you don't know if you could have caught an extra pass or maybe you should have ran faster. Like, you just get told. And I, I know Eric can definitely speak for this. It's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch with your agent and, We'll we'll see what what we'll see what happens. You never know. You know, guys get hurt. Blah, blah, blah. So it's they kind of say it's the most open open ended thing ever. It's like, hey, you're yeah. you're a great guy. You're a great player. You're a good character guy. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to you soon. You're like, what? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, you had a great. And then a week out. later, they're like, a, late, a week later, they're you know, someone gets hurt. They're like, hey, man, we need you. You're the best player I've ever seen. Like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. so full of it. If you take it personally, man, it'll beat you down for sure. I, I have no doubt that he'll get an opportunity. Yeah. But before yeah. we let Sean go, I got to ask him, Sean, you're a plebe from Memphis, Tennessee, and you show up at Navy, it's 2015, whatever it was, and Keenan Reynolds is the man, record-setting <laughs> quarterback from Antioch, Tennessee. He's your, your volunteer state man. What was it like for you when you showed up as a plebe and Keenan's the man 
And and he probably went and talked to him like, hey, Keenan, I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. What? what? Tell me. What was it like? I was a I was an observer. I was, I was a competitor. You know what I mean? So to see somebody that was held in that light that early, I was like, all right, what does he do? You know, what made him successful while he was operating here? What is it? What does he move like? You know, how does he operate with his team? And then when I got my chance, it was like, all right, it's time to compete. You know what I'm saying? I need I need them to see that I'm able to compete at this level. Oh, we're doing one on ones. Oh, he's throwing to this receiver. It's his rep. Okay, it's time to go. You know, who's the receiver? What does he move like? It's always a a, a kind of hunting mentality when you're an underdog, and I think that is for sure. What, navy embodies you know what i mean because we're always smaller than everybody we didn't always get the greatest opportunity from everyone so um just to just to see the the stature that he held and everything that he was successful of over the years it was always a, a emulation type of mentality to combine with the own hunger that i had for the sport and the passion that i have for the sport all right sean you're awesome good luck to you with all of what's going on I hope to God I write one day that you're signed with an NFL team. You will. All right. I like, I like that. that confidence. I like that yeah, confidence. That. You will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Williams. Thank you. Thank our you. alumni spotlight. Appreciate you guys. Hey guys, during this little break, I want to have some exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football pick em. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football pick em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all office sports pools. All right, fellas, let's get back to analyzing. Navy's in, I feel, must-win mode. They're only two. There's a lot of bad juju around the program, all this whole thing with Coach Jasper. If you win a game at Houston, which is picked to finish fourth, all is forgiven. Right. All is forgiven. We're back on track. But if you lose, the negativity builds up. How important is this game? And I don't – I mean, here's what I'm hearing from the coaches and players. Coach Ken Niamatolo is like, everybody wants to bury this program, say it's over. Last week, everything was over. We still have a lot to play for. There's 10 games left. We can. We got Army. We got a conference. We can do some stuff, but the people who are on the outside say, I don't see anything that's making me feel confident. The offense doesn't look right. We're, we're 0-2. I, I, I hear people t- thinking that Navy's going to be winless this year. How no important way. is this game? <laughs> I think – I don't think it's – I think it's obviously 
everybody wants to win. They want them to win. But I think how the game goes is probably equally as important as important because I think reality people understand um, how good of a team Houston is. And listen, I'm not trying to sit here and advocate for moral victories. Um, that's that's slapping the face to those guys over there. So I, I don't want to say that. But I'm thinking like for the fans, I just I know what it's going to come down to is how how the game goes. You know, if we if we play the game and we lose on a last second field goal, you know, 31, 28. I think there's optimism even with a loss. Um, obviously, people want to see a win, but I think what's more important to the fans and people watching is going to be how does the team look? Do they look better? Because if you look at the last five games, they haven't gotten better. Um, and I think that that's what's most important right now. And, you know, listen, it's a good team. It's going to – but anything can happen. Any given Saturday – I know, the, the, I know the, the, the slogan is any given Sunday, but any given Saturday – Anybody can show up and beat anybody. I remember watching App State walk into the big house and beat Michigan. Ooh, Nobody expected first, that one. Nobody expected that to up. happen. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter in college ball. It's about who shows up on Saturday. Um, but I personally just want to see a team that looks like they, you know, looks like they're ready to execute. I want to yeah, see a, a full game from them guys. Eric, must you know, win or not? It's it it's 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 a. I don't say it's a must win because, you know, it's it's early in the season. We, you know, we started 0-2. As Keenan says, it's a great game. For me, um, you know, Houston might be sleeping on us. You know, they see the past two games. They see what we did, you know. And, you know, when we play in college, you know, people sleep on Navy all the time. They don't think we're good athletes. They don't think we're, you know, this, this, and this. And you show up at him in the mouth and then start cup-locking them. Things change real quick, real quick. Those NFL, those NFL prospects, they don't want to get cut. They don't want those knees to get hit. So, I'm not going to say it's a must win. You know, I want to see the offense move the ball. I want to see the offense move the ball and also score touchdowns. That's what yep. needs to happen. If they score touchdowns, if they score 28 points, the 35 points, they can win this game. Yeah, it's going it's going to take that. It's going to take that 28 to 35. You're not going to win it with 17. You're not going to win it with field goals. I think I want to see aggression. I want to see – the way I see it is this. Like, you have a lot to play for, but you also don't really have – like, what's – I mean, literally, you're – you're, you're starting from there's really nowhere. You can't go any lower, right? You can't get any worse than 0-2 in, through two games in a season. You have, like, in my opinion, you just let it all hang out. Why not? Why not Why not play to win? Bump, you know, being conservative or, well, you know, it's, it's still early. Maybe we shouldn't go for it. I want to see some aggression. That's just me. That's just my personality. I know when I'm playing Madden or NCAA, I'm going for it. I'm not punting. So I'm, I'm not saying, you know, fourth and now trick play, <laughs> second series, reverse. Yeah, I, I, I want to see – I'm saying I think I think it's, they're going to have to be aggressive. They're going to have to be really, you know, bring the fight to Houston because, like, Eric, to Eric's point, I believe Houston's probably going to be like, man, we about to run through these dudes. Like, this ain't – you've seen the film. We, we going to kill these dudes. It happens but all you the come time. In, but you come in there, you hit them in the mouth, you're aggressive – you take shots, you know what I'm saying? You go for it, you know, put them in uncomfortable situations. Keep that offense off the field. That's another thing, too, you got to think about is, like, if we're, you know, in the mid round midfield, it's fourth and three or less, is it better for us to go for it and potentially rob them of possession? Or is it better to give them the ball back? And depending on how it's going on defense, those are questions that I think have to be answered. And if you look at perfect example is what the Ravens did on Monday on uh, Sunday night. Perfect example. 
fourth and one, do you give Patrick Mahomes the ball back? You can't really stop him. I mean, you can slow him down, but you can't really stop him. Or do you go for the win? They go for the win, and they got the first down. So the way I see it is that's the type of mentality that they're going to have to bring into this game is possessions are a premium, and if we can keep the ball longer, we got to find we need to find a way to do that. Chris Love, our intrepid producer, you kind of bring the fan perspective. You're just a Naval Academy graduate. What is your assessment of this? Is this must win for Navy or not? I don't think it's must win for Navy. I, I actually, I mean, I think Navy covers the spread, and I think this game uh, is is under. I I, I agree that I think you're gonna it's gonna be a defensive struggle. And I think Navy's going to do everything it can to, to you know, grind down the clock. And, um, I mean, I, I've got it being a little bit more low scoring in, in my mind. Uh, um, you, you know, I think that's how Navy wins is by, by keeping, uh, you know, if, it, if they if it's a shootout, I, I don't think Navy has a chance. But I think yeah, I, defense, I agree. the defense comes to play and they hold the ball like Keenan and Eric said, I, I think it could be entertaining. All right, fellas, with another great podcast. So thankful for Eric Katani and Keenan Reynolds. Absolutely awesome insight and perspective from these two former Navy football players. We thank Chris Sorello for his work as our producer. Tune in next week for another episode of Believe in Navy Football. I'm Bill Wagner, and thank you very much for listening. If you're a fan of the Believe in Navy Football podcast, be sure to check out Sing Second Sports wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Several times a week, special guest Bill Wagner, along with host John Schofield and Ward Carroll, help you stay up to date with the latest in Naval Academy sports news as they dive into the physical mission of the Naval Academy and look at varsity sports, club sports, and intramurals at the Naval Academy. So be sure to check out Sing Second Sports.